0: Hey, hey, teacher friend. Welcome back to episode 55 of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. I was talking to a teacher friend the other day and she said, Brittany, I literally cannot wait for summer break, which made me feel really sad because here summer break has already begun. But she kept talking and she was like, I just... Need a break from school. And then I got even more sad because, bless her heart, like she was falling into that same trap that I did for so many years. She thought she needed to escape to feel better. She was more focused on the motivation to get out rather than the motivation to like recharge. Maybe you're in that cycle too. Shoot, I have been. I've lived in that. Please just let me make it to summer. Please, summer, fix it for me finally to summer, this is the life. And then my foot steps back onto school property in August and I'm back to scrambling and feeling like a chicken with my head cut off only to be exhausted and irritable by October. And friend, that is literally no way to live. I've talked about this before on the podcast. And if you're expecting your summer break to re-energize you for the rest of the year, there's research to show that it's only a temporary solution. It's not the antidote. I know you want it to be, and let me tell you, I did too. I fell into that trap for at least seven years of my education career before I realized, hmm, there's something else to this. While summer break is an opportunity to reduce those stress levels, the sad truth is, if you don't do anything to begin real recovery, you're more than likely going to jump back into exactly how things were before you went on summer break because it's a cycle. Stress, it's an addiction. That's why in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the burnout cycle, how summer's not the cure-all, the real reasons you keep dealing with it year after year after year, and the three ways that you can use your summer as a tool to building a more sustainable solution to breaking the burnout cycle. What do you say? Let's get into it. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast, the podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Before we get into this episode, I want to give a huge shout out to Nikki Culbertson, who is a new friend and a listener of the podcast. She's shouted out the podcast on her Instagram stories. Cool story. I know a lot of teachers from across the country, but this is the first time someone from my current state, my current county, was actually able to find me through social media. So we've had a ball just chatting about crumble cookies and burnout and everything in between. So I just want to shout you out, Nikki, and give you a big thank you for being such an amazing teacher and for. Supporting the podcast. I absolutely love to see you guys leaving reviews, sharing on socials about which episodes really resonate with you. So if you've been listening for a while, would you do me a huge favor? Share this podcast with your teacher friends. Please just like leave a review, share it in your Instagram stories, or hey, be a real boss and do all three because when you do, you have no idea the ripple effect that you're causing by allowing teachers who need the encouragement, the support, the validation, the pick-me-up to find it through this podcast. And my goal is to reach as many teachers as I can with my message. I want to be that teacher bestie that's helping pick up that teacher who's about to give up or remind them that they've got it. And how strong and amazing they truly are. So while your shares and your reviews help this podcast, you're also doing a world of good for that burned out teacher who doesn't even know it exists. And hey, maybe you found this podcast from a friend because they shared it with you. And maybe you're like, I don't even know if I'm burned out good point, friend. I get it. Last summer, I did an entire summer burnout recovery series beginning in episode three. So if you're struggling to determine if you're burned out, I highly recommend you heading back to that series. I'll drop the link in the show notes. Burnout isn't just a bad day though. It's not even a string of bad days. It's a chronic state of physical and emotional exhaustion that can leave you feeling depleted and overwhelmed. It's a state where you feel like you're running on empty, both mentally and physically. Burnout can be triggered by a variety of factors, one being, you know, like we have an excessive workload. We have high levels of stress in our jobs. We also have a lack of control over our work environment, which are all huge parts to the burnout cycle. The thing is, is it often sneaks up on us. We don't even realize we're experiencing it until we're deep in its grip. That's why it's so important to take a step back and really assess our well-being from time to time. You see, there are stages to the burnout cycle. If you've been around for a while, you may have heard me talk in the past about the four stages of the burnout cycle in a workshop or on a TikTok. We've talked about the 12 stages of burnout, some of the signs and symptoms, but I've actually never shared about how burnout is a cycle here on the podcast. It's not just, well, you've reached the last step and you're burned out. You'll just step down and get off the ride. No, burnout is like not a one and done type thing. This cycle can affect really anyone. And what we find is that some teachers are going to live the same cycle year after year until they quit or they retire. And since you're here, I'm guessing you don't want to quit or you don't want to retire, at least not yet. And you see, when we're passionate about our careers, certain characteristics like us being people-pleasing or perfectionism or high-achieving or type A personality types, those can trigger some of the choices that we make that lead. To burnout. So we go hard, we give it all we have, we constantly try to do and be more because we're passionate. And in the cycle diagram of the burnout cycle, there are four main components. And with any cycle we see, we can go from one to four, back to one over and over again. And the first stage is really important. And it's literally so logical that we don't often recognize it. We as teachers, we We are driven by our intrinsic motivation to excel. We do everything we can to make an impact in our classrooms. That's great. That's commendable. But what ends up happening in education is that we're tasked with more and more to do. We have to write lesson plans. We have to grade papers. We have to communicate with parents and colleagues and admin and answer emails and paperwork and data tracking and deal with behavior, all of those things, all while still having to do the one thing that we probably got into the profession for, which is teach. We may volunteer to help out with something at school. And so we lose sight of ourselves as a priority. And so when we try to get it all done, we become overwhelmed. We end up stressed out. We lead into that second phase where we experience symptoms like fatigue, forgetfulness, neglect of personal needs, headaches, stress-induced physical symptoms, really start to arise. And this can lead to taking on more than we can handle. We try to complete tasks that really aren't aligned with our values or our authentic vision. We prioritize the completion of tasks rather than really reaching a state of flow. If we have a system in place, that can mitigate some of those stress responses. But Often we don't, so it exacerbates it. It leads us to that third phase. This is where we're experiencing that more chronic stress, more intense symptoms like anxiety, depression, mental overload, anger, chronic exhaustion, lack of hobbies, self-care. At this stage, it can be really difficult to get up for work in the morning. And so often I hear teachers that even feel like at this stage, the work that they're doing is worthless. Teachers at this stage had this idea like, what's the point? On the hamster wheel of tasks, not really aligned to teaching or building relationships with our students. And then we reach this fourth and final stage where recovery comes into play. And it can occur at any time during the school year, but it happens most recognizably when there's a break summer break, spring break, winter break. And it's where we actually stop and we focus on our needs individually. This is most often when we achieve that happy medium where we can actually stop and smell the roses. We prioritize our needs, our wants. The thing is, if we don't have a method to remain in that flow with boundaries and systems and individualized self-care, the cycle is likely to continue until that change is made. So it's really essential to recognize the signs of burnout so we can start to proactively take those steps to manage stress effectively so we can avoid reaching those latter stages of burnout. When it's a cycle, we don't have to go through the whole cycle again. We can literally just stay in a state of flow. Maybe we hit four you know, and then we move into recovery, but then stage one kind of peaks its head in a little bit. And instead of moving to the next stage, we go backwards and we could head back to a constant stage four, that constant state of flow. And while I've discussed in the past how summer's not the answer to burnout recovery, it's a great opportunity and it's a tool that we can use to begin recovery, a great way to access that stage four and work towards staying in recovery. Think about it. Summer break offers this chance for us to reflect on our experiences. We are able to think and be like, okay, previous academic year, What happened? We can evaluate those factors that really contributed to our burnout. And we actually have the time to slow down and think without being weighed down by a million things to do. We can identify those areas for improvement and we can seek out those opportunities for professional or personal development. And we can make those necessary adjustments to our routines and strategies and teaching, which help us keep us out of the burnout cycle when we actually return to the classroom. Not to mention, summertime gives us an actual chance to be a person again. We can engage in the things we actually enjoy. We can pursue our hobbies. We can spend time with the people that we love. We can embark on personal development journeys. This break from the regular routine gives us the ability to prioritize our well being. It brings us into that fourth stage of the burnout cycle where we start to feel better. However, it's not just some like cookie cutter thing. Some of us have these external circumstances that have contributed to burnout that we've experienced maybe more so in the classroom. Maybe it's family issues or health concerns. And so it's really important to note that the recovery process, it's so unique to each teacher, each person person and some of us are going to require more time or different approaches to really address burnout effectively overall though summer is the opportunity to really segue out of the burnout cycle and into what we call the balance cycle could you begin recovery at another time of the year absolutely freaking shoot I did but healing is much easier when you're out of the environment that made you sick right? Is summer going to make you magically stop making choices that led you to burnout? Unfortunately, no. As I've talked about on the podcast before, it's not some magic pill. It's not going to rid you of the stress responses. You see, your brain is this remarkable organ. It's continuously absorbing information and it's forming these connections. So over time, it has this etched pattern and behaviors that are deep, within your neural pathways. Summer, as great as it can be, it lacks the power to erase those imprints and then create new ones on its own. So the people-pleasing tendencies that you developed as a child, the ones that accompanied you into adulthood and even into the classroom, those aren't magically going to disappear under the summer sun. Likewise, you know, the insatiable drive to overachieve, always seeking the external validation to feel important, that's not going to vanish like a melting ice cream cone it's important for you to really recognize that burnout is often a result of these ingrained patterns, these behaviors that have built up over time. It's like a tangled web that can't be undone overnight. The truth is unraveling all those patterns, that takes conscious effort. It takes self-awareness. It takes deliberate action. It's about recognizing the thought patterns and beliefs that drive these behaviors and actively working to reshape them. Summer can provide a supportive environment, but the real work That lies in your hands. So many teachers and just people in general, they complain. They say, oh, you know, I'm tired of feeling like this or, oh, I I used to love this, but now it just sucks. And they just stick with that. They accept that. Or they try a couple of things here or there that people might tell them to do, but they don't align to who they are. And it's like, why? My friend Chelsea was talking on our podcast the other day about Ikea furniture and how they have all these steps and these pieces to the furniture. So you decide, okay, I'm going to do this. You get all those million tiny little pieces together and you decide, I'm going to put this piece of furniture together without the directions. So you finally get it. You turn around and you're like, crap, I left out a huge piece that you were pretty sure was supposed to go in there, bringing to the point that it's really dumb to do something that you don't use the tools available to you. You aren't doing the way that it's built for because guess what has to happen? You have to take it all apart. You have to start all over again. And you just wasted so much time. And that's exactly how burnout recovery is. Every one of us has this unique roadmap, these unique pieces to our furniture, but we have to read the directions. We have to invest that initial time to figure it out before diving headfirst and being like, okay, I'll try this. Eh, not working. Let me try this. Eh, not working. No, just like sit down and read the directions. Sit and group all of the pieces, put all of the pieces that go together 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 and then lay out the directions and then get to work so you don't have to keep trying again and again. It makes me think about like how much you as a teacher have to do every day in your classroom and even in the summer as just a human or a parent or like whatever you are. Like why are you going to spend time doing a trial and error system that isn't meant for you, isn't aligned to you? Why are you going to do things that just don't work? I don't want you to do what I did. I don't want you throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it sticks and then end up at the end of summer with no clear plan. And you get two weeks before school and you already feel defeated and like, this is pointless. I don't even know why I tried. That's disheartening. What can you do about it? What can you do? And how do you know what steps you need to take this summer to start recovering from burnout once and for all. Not get back on that hamster wheel two months into the school year like you did this year and the year before and the year before. Instead of expecting summer to fix and solve everything, I first want to encourage you to use this season as a valuable opportunity to really dive deep into self-reflection. I want you to explore the roots Of your people pleasing tendencies, of your overachievement mindset, really deep dive into who you are. By diving into the self reflection, you're going to uncover these deeper layers of who you are. I want you to take this courageous look at who you are and how you ended up where you are today. If you're over committing to a million things at your school, why? Why do you feel it so hard to set that boundary? then I want you to look at the underlying motivations, those fears that are driving that behavior. And I want you to set some time this week to just go ahead and start brain dumping this stuff on a sheet of paper or type it out in a doc, like literally put in the work here. Because here's what's going to happen when you do this. First, you're going to feel a little silly, like you're writing in a diary. But no, what's going to happen Is your eyes are going to start to open. You're going to find all these little hidden things that you didn't realize that were there, hidden in your subconscious that were operating below the surface, that were downloaded into your memory bank of your brain and have been influencing your choices and your behaviors without you even being aware. This process of self-reflection, this is a really powerful tool that allows you to shine a light on those hidden aspects of yourself. And a caveat here. I want you to remember to be gentle with yourself as you do this. Recognize it's going to take some time to really untangle all these complexities and that understanding yourself fully is an ongoing journey. So I want you to embrace that self-compassion and celebrate the progress that you have made along the way to get to this point. This is that step that you're putting together all the pieces of your furniture where you're putting all of those pieces into groups. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to unfold your directions. What do you want? Where are you going? what's the end goal here? This is another really hard step that a lot of people and especially teachers are like, I have no idea what steps I need to take. And year after year as you grow and as you reflect and as you become more self-aware, some of this stuff is going to change. But you're likely going to lead back to one of four paths if you're back at burnout again. And that's why I created my free quiz on my website because each of us are so unique. And I really wished that when I was dealing with all this stuff, I just had the directions laid out for me. I wish someone would have said, Hey, if you're going through teacher burnout, here's the steps you need to take on your journey to recovery. We all have these different strengths, these different weaknesses, and we all truly need the directions to start putting together our piece of furniture. Like I said, stop wasting time putting together and taking it apart time and time again. That's silly. Summer is only a season. And if you want, want to begin recovery and you want to stay in recovery, you need a plan that's tailored for you. So you can take the free quiz and get your free burnout recovery roadmap at teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash quiz, but I'll also drop it in the show notes for you to take as well in case you need your directions, your steps, your roadmap, a little more black and white and more concrete instead of abstract. And last, I want you to create a routine. One routine that incorporates your directions into something that you can commit to doing every day. Once you've gained these insights into your directions, you've unfolded them, you've flattened them out, you've discovered the steps that you need to take on your burnout recovery journey, you can't just sit back in that awareness. You have to take action and it's crucial to integrate them into a consistent daily routine. So your schedule for summer might look very different from mine. And I'm so I want you to really take into consideration what routine you can stick to. That's a really that's a biggie here. But systemizing how you're gonna take each piece and put them together to rebuild. Maybe that means you start those slow morning routines. I always say I'm gonna do that, but with a million kids in my house, I literally cannot do it. Maybe it's just time blocking your days so that you can intentionally create that time to read a self-help book or listen to a podcast or just a specific time in your day to put your action steps from your roadmap to work. This is a great season to start a routine. And typically, like I would say, start a routine that you can stick to throughout your school year. But at this point in the summer, I really just think beginning the routine and creating the habit is more important than just trying to fit it into where it's going to work in your schedule once school starts. Once you've really decided, okay, I'm going to make time to connect with other teachers that inspire me, or I'm going to start streamlining or automating some of my tasks, or I'm going to start pouring into myself, I don't care when you do it as long as you take that intentional action every day. Once you see those results, you're going to find a way to fit that into your day once school starts back. This is why summer break is pretty amazing to begin this work. It's just really about creating the habit and fostering the mindset that's going to trickle into the next season. So just a quick recap. Summer break. It's an ideal time to really lay out the foundation for this lasting change. It provides you with a a blank slate, a precious opportunity that's going to allow you to pause and reflect and embark on your journey. But we've got to remember this season is not this magic potion. It's not a cure-all solution for all of your challenges. It's a season of possibilities where you can reset, you can rejuvenate, you can take those intentional steps towards your well-being and burnout recovery. And while summer break's not going to magically solve all your problems, it does offer the space and the freedom to prioritize you, to prioritize your needs and make those meaningful changes. So take time, reflect, break out your roadmap, and start taking each individual step on your journey. Remember, you are a resilient teacher. We're in this together. You've got this.